Well, happy Wednesday. <laughs> Welcome back to Crossroads uh, Podcast here at Crossroads Community Church. I'm Steve Hollis, and across from me is Pastor Eddie Hammond. Good to see you this morning, Eddie. Same to you, Steve. Well, thanks. The sun has you been shining. At my age, it's always good to see somebody. It's always good to see somebody. You're not decrepit, but I understand what you're saying. I'm right on, the, <laughs> I'm right on that chasm, peering it, like peering into the Grand Canyon. Mm. So I'm I in de- decrepit canyon, <laughs> if you want to call it that. So, uh, well, um, it's been sunny, and it and it's been that's been helpful to yeah, a lot of people. I've been talking to I people. Mean, and they're like, man, I've been waiting for the sunshine to be a little more consistent. It's been kind of one of those winters, hasn't it? Yeah, they don't, I guess, I'm, because of my mental illness, I guess, but those dark days don't bother me. I <laughs> don't bother me at all. And it's another thing that I find interesting. That maybe it is, it's in my makeup, but I'm never bored. Yeah, not, that's what we're talking about. Never. Well, of course, your dad said when you, when you were younger uh, that that old B word was a bad word, right? So I'd reckon that and being lazy. That oh my lazy. gosh! Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, you, but I hear I hear a lot of people say, "Well, I'm bored or whatever." Not me. Yeah. I guess uh, you're like I said, you're a little goofy. You got voices, and you always got people to talk to. <laughs> yeah, entertainment. It's like, it was, it's like the guy told Trudy that day. He said, "I'm I'm never alone. I'm schizophrenic." So. <laughs> You know, so yeah, that's. Uh, well, I guess it, I can, it's been easy for me to entertain myself. You know. Well, so. we uh, we're glad that uh, <laughs> we're glad that you, that you can stay entertained, and uh, we're entertained by you, and uh, not because you're. Uh, well, some, that's what uh, my wife has <laughs> cautioned me on that. She said, uh, "You're not behind that pulpit to be a comedian." Yeah, so I understand that, but uh, <laughs> it just comes out sometimes. <laughs> It's kind of a natural oozing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, uh, drinking some water here during this podcast because my throat is a little raspy. But now I can tell you this: it's not as raspy as poor old Trudy. No, she's in the other office there right now, and she's had pneumonia or something. Is that right? Pneumonia uh-huh. for the last few days, and uh, she's not talking very much. So hopefully, you know. Uh, if you do call in today while she's here, you'll just happen to, yeah. you know, understand that there's. She might just pass you off to someone yeah. real quickly. <laughs> but we are glad that you're here with us today. We don't want to delay any further about speaking over what God spoke to us through your message this last Sunday, um, Pastor. And, and as we get into it, um, let's have a word of prayer. But man, it is so good to once again be here with you this Wednesday. Lord, we thank you for this day, and we are thankful for who you are, who you are with your love and your grace that's just, oh, lavished, and I say that so often, lavished, but poured out onto us. Lord, for us to receive that, what a gift, what a, a wonderful thing that opens thing uh, opens up things in our lives, that, that stirs our hearts into newness and, and continues to unfold us to be all that we can be for your kingdom and your and your walk, uh, our walk on this journey here on earth. So Lord, I pray that during this time that you would have your way, Holy Spirit, that you would be able to speak um, your words of wisdom through us. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 So Pastor, you started a, a new series this last Sunday, and it's um, over the book of Esther. 
and uh, the title of that message was God's Invisible Control. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a su- summary, a little synopsis of what you spoke on Sunday? Well, um, actually, backing up, I guess, getting into this, I, God's been taking me places I really didn't want to go. I've never preached out of Esther before, but uh, as I said before, it's an it's almost an anomaly because God's name's not mentioned, but he's on every paragraph. In every paragraph, you see his plan enfolding and i think that's good for us today because a lot of people uh, wonder why you can't reach out and touch god or or see him or whatever but we know he's there that's where faith comes in and uh, that's uh, it's it's easy to see god in the miraculous you know whatever that might be whether it's a healing or or whatever but um in our mundane lives it's hard to see that we don't see uh, the handwriting on the wall we don't see the red seas opened and those kind of things um, and when we talk about Esther, it, it, it sharpens our spiritual understanding. Um, <clears throat> we should always be gaining a deeper understanding of God and the gospel. You know, you, 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 that video I, you sent me, Diane and I, last week, I watched that, and it's kind of brought me back around to square one again of how often we ought to mention the gospel. Mm-hmm. It should be mentioned every time. Mm-hmm. The good news that Jesus came and died for us, that we might be free. And I talked a little bit going into this. The mind of God is unsearchable judgments. The will of God is unfathomable ways. The power of God is sovereign control. Then the presence of God is invisible providence. We hear that word a lot, providence. Providence is derived from the Latin word providio. Prefix pro means before, and the root video means I see. God has, from creation to the rapture to the great wine throw judgment to the new heaven and earth coming down out of heaven. God knows all that. Mm-hmm. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows it. And he's played in history um, to bring all this to fruition. And I think that's always interesting that how many people, whether it's kings and queens and authorities and rulers, that he's used them as pawns unknowingly to bring about his mission on earth. And that's that's what's happening here um, uh, in the book of Esther as well. Um, here, and I talked about the characters because there's players in this book. And, you know, I started out talking about Shakespeare's plays. Shakespeare's none of his plays, but his, he's in there in every word, every scene, every plot. Uh, and it's the way that God has worked here uh, in the book of Esther. Of course, the characters are Ahasuerus the king and then Queen Vashti, uh, Mordecai the Jew, and then Esther, his, uh, who was an orphan that God had called to save um, uh, his people from uh, annihilation, actually. The other character is Haman, who is the villain, who was conceited, he was arrogant, and he was a power monger. He wanted to be in control of everything. And when he'd walk into through the city gates every day, Mordecai the Jew sat in the city gates, and everybody would bow to this Haman, but Mordecai wouldn't do it because Mordecai said, I'm not bowing to anybody but God. Right. right. And it just infuriated him. So he came up with this plot to wipe all the Jews off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. This Ahasuerus, another name for him is Xerxes. He ruled 127 provinces from Ethiopia to India. So if you look in your map, that's a pretty good chunk of territory. Yeah. And what Haman thought, if he could kill all the Jews in Susa, which is Persia, then he could go back and kill all the remnant that had already went back to Israel, because they was in that, in that realm of this king, and he could, and that was his plot. 
But see, that was Satan's plot. Right. Satan is the one that masterminded that because he knew that Jesus was going to come through the Jewish race. Mm-hmm. And if he could stamp it out, row, cut it off at the root, he, Satan wouldn't have to worry about it later. But we know, you know, we know what God what prevails. And, yeah, he's... So Mordecai gets wind of this and he goes to Esther and he asks her to do a really a courageous thing. Because in those days, you just couldn't go see the king. You had to either been invited or when you stood in the court, if he pointed his scepter at you, you could go on in. But if if you did something that displeased him, you'd just be killed right there. They'd just kill you on the spot. That's just the way it was. So that was the courage it was going to take her to do that. But God worked through this girl to save the Jewish race. You know, the message of the book of Esther, you know, I, I did the whole outline, but then... Uh, not next week, but the week after, we'll go back into Esther and, and start in the story. The message of the book of Esther is this. Though God is invisible, he is invincible. This is not only true for a young woman in her period in ancient Persia, it's true for us today in the 21st century, that God has a plan for our lives. And Amen. Regardless of what that is, we have to be in tune with him to listen to him to hear that. You know, and... In Matthew 1 1, to me, it, it comes down to why the book of Esther happened. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of King David and of Abraham. The Jewish race was going to go on, but it had they had to stay alive to get to that point. Because right. there was a long time from the book of Esther till Matthew to when Jesus was born. There were centuries in there. So to keep that going. But Satan has always tried to destroy the Jews, and then we even get up in the 1930s where Hitler arose, another Haman. He was a modern Haman, and we know what happened in that whole situation. Six million Jewish people lost their lives because of that maniac. Mm. So our application for the book of Esther really is uh, we need to always respond to the quiet promptings of God. Be still and know that I am God, um, the psalmist said. New American Standard Bible, cease striving and know that I am God. The Living Bible says stand silent. The Hebrew literally means let go and relax as we stand before him because God can't talk to us when we're doing all the talking. We have to be silent before him. Right, right. And in that silence, we rest in our great faith in Jesus alone, that he comes or that he loves us, that we are always in his mind and in his heart, and that he believes in us and he has our back 24-7. But we have to be able to listen. It's like children are trying to get instruction. You, you have to listen to take in that instruction. You can't do it if you're talking or making noise all right. the time. So that's, uh, that's pretty much a synopsis of the book. Um, and I thought this as I closed this way. In Psalm 46, the world is being dashed apart by earthquakes and tidal waves. In the midst of these calamities, the psalmist discovers one thing that he can count on, and that's God Almighty. He, he ceases his striving because in verse 11, Psalm 46, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. We all come in here with problems. There's nobody that comes to Crossroads that doesn't have any problems. That's right. If they tell you that, they're pulling your legs, so to speak, and I don't think they're facing reality. Right. Whether it's in our own life, it's in our immediate family, uh, our extended family, uh, people we work with, people we go to church with, uh, if we listed problems, there's enough problems to go around in here for all of us to pray about. So that's the point or wherever we're at with that is, is initially to stop fighting it and be quiet 
listen to the whisper of God behind the roar of our circumstances, and then ultimately be convinced that God is who he says he is, and he has our best interests at heart. Yeah, it, It's the thing about, and I, I've talked about this story probably way too much, but when Dennis Miles and I were swept out to sea in Haiti uh, in that Undertow. Riptide. Mm-hmm. Riptide, sure. If we would have fought that, we would have both drowned. And we did in the beginning. He's a little panicky. Um, I will say this morning that near-death experiences helps your prayer life. So not that you <laughs> want to do that or not. But Dennis was behind me as well. And uh, I was more concerned about him because he was farther out than me. But we stopped fighting, and, and uh, I listened to Diane. Diane's a little like standing on my shoulder. She's, it, it, I don't listen to my wife all the time. I have to admit that in front of God and everybody this morning. But uh, I should. It saved me a lot of grief. But I remember her saying that if you get caught, don't fight it. Go with it. Just go with it. It's like be quiet and go with it. That's what I'm saying about God. Be quiet and go with it. And he'll get you through that and take you on down the shore and push you back to safety. But if that's how people drown because they get panicky because mm-hmm. they can't stop. Man, I knocked us down and we were gone. I was clawing the bottom I was clawing the bottom and couldn't stop. It was that I'd never felt anything that strong before. Yeah, yeah. Just sucked you right in. We went out like maybe took us clear out forty or fifty feet, probably from the shore. That's scary. Yeah, you know, it was. It was frightening. Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah, Dennis. So, Dennis talked about uh, back a few podcasts ago. I uh, had Dennis in here with um, Bill Snodgrass, and and he did. He mentioned that. Uh, happened to mention that it we impacted about both of us yeah oh, absolutely it impacted both of us absolutely oh. it was in fact he said it was it was the first time he really spoke outwardly in, in an extensive extensive way um and how it affected him and so yeah he was you could see that when he was talking on the podcast that he was that he was rattled yeah it um, got our attention that's for sure yeah well um i've got something in in one of my bibles here that um well, and that's the saying right there. Yeah, that's it. Go yeah. ahead and say that. I didn't For say that. For such a time as this, yeah. in the fourth chapter, um, that this season, right? And, and, of course, this lines right up with, the as you've been discussing this, um, as we are going through this process, wherever we're at in the season that we're in, wherever this finds us, God wants to do such a thing in such a time as this mm-hmm. and staying close to him and his way and his word and listening to the Holy Spirit is so, so important that, that, um, there are so many different voices out there, even good voices. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they're yeah, not voice, all voices are bad. That's right. They're tricky. They're tricky. And, and Satan will manipulate if he can, he will find he's sneaky. You got to remember you know, I'm not saying you got to remember, Eddie, uh, Pastor Eddie, that, but uh, no, our listeners, to we, like have to, we have to remember that he's sneaky, yeah. that he is going to look for any advantage. And one of the things, especially in nowadays, there are so there is so much information in in the United States that you can gather. You know, you've got your Bible and multiple translations oh, yeah. on your phone. You can look it up at any time. Now, um. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It's not even what I'm trying to say is that easy access to YouTube preachers, preachers on YouTube and, and on online and, and different things. Remember, there is an antichrist and a voice of that that is out there. So with fear and trembling, 
continue to stay in the word and be careful that it lines up with Jesus Christ. And just because it says Christian don't mean it is. That's right. And it, and that it also lines up with the whole Bible. It has to line throw, up. Yeah. You can't throw away the Old Testament yeah. because it all leads to Jesus. And yeah. so that's the area that we need to be careful. And, and, so, and so in, again, bringing it back, why am I saying that? In your season, in such a time, in your letting go and let God, Make sure you let God, but stay close to Him. Make sure that you're in obedience and, sur- and surrender, as Esther found herself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've got this down here. It says, uh, in this, as it prefaces this book of Esther, it says, give thanks for the book of Esther. And I think as in this particular Bible, it gives thanks for each book of the Bible. Right. This one reads this way. The book of Esther teaches us about God's providence, just as you said. God's promise to give the Jews an eternal ruler remained in place, even in the face of threatened annihilation. Without ever mentioning him by name, the book of Esther underscores the Lord's presence and sovereignty in the lives of his people. God's invisible hand was always at work in the story of Esther and her people, securing their deliverance even before man sought to devise their destruction. Mm-hmm. God's sovereignty. He's got a plan. Even when we feel that he's left, his, his hand has been let off of us. If we are found in, in uh, Christ Jesus and we are children of God, his hand is upon us, uh, working out the finer details. Our trust factor with him remains as we stay close to the word, the scripture, remain close to the listening to the Holy Spirit and his nudges listening to wise discussion and mentors that we can trust and have gone through kind of a, the fire of their own, mm-hmm. right, and that kind of thing. And, uh, and and if this finds you not knowing Jesus, if you do not know him and have, have never uh, understood exactly how to reach uh, or become a, uh, a Christ follower, uh, one that has turned their, your life over, uh, through the great gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that understanding of trust in doing that is opened up to a vast amount of wisdom, grace, mercy, direction in your life like you've never, ever mm-hmm. seen it before. And if you, if you want to know more about Jesus, please, our number here at Crossroads Community Church Office is 812-20, or 268 rather, so 812 268 0088 and ask for one of the pastors here and if you've got questions about that we want to talk to you and if you uh, uh, want to stop into the office absolutely we're on the third floor here at the Sherman House building uh, crossroads that's who we are uh, we own this building so it's not Sherman House but it is in, in revelation or uh, reference to uh, historical site but anyway back to it we're on the third floor uh, of the crossroads Sherman House building and we're so excited about how God continues to work. To add to that, if you are baking cookies or pies or cakes, uh, just as soon as you get out of the oven, just call us and we'll come down and meet you at the front door to sample it. So I just <laughs> want to throw that in there as well. That's right. And unless we just dis- well, digress. digress but <laughs> I, my mind is it works in mysterious ways, that's for sure. But when you're just talking about Satan being sneaky... Rich McPhail's sneaky because he slips around and puts yellow flags in people's yards. Oh, I see. He wears yellow shoes as well. He's painted his shoes. 
So <laughs> now as Rich now as Rich listens to this podcast, he's gonna be like, "Are you referencing in light of Satan?" I mean, come on. No, he's just. I think no, that's sneaky. he's just sneaky. He's sneaky sometimes. I see. I see. There's nothing wrong with being sneaky. sneaky. If, if you're if you sneak in the right direction, <laughs> he's very sneaky. I figure he'll be sneaking out to Doctor Ellis's house one of these days and planting flags in his yard as well. So well, and, and the great thing about talking about just those things, we see that. Uh, our God, who is the only one true God, is also very through his wisdom. And, I, and I'm not going to use the word sneaky with him because it almost sounds like <laughs> divisive in a sense. But his, in his great wisdom, God is using us, mm-hmm. his people, in, in amazing, wonderful ways. <laughs> Esther was yeah. used just this way. Mordecai, he had to be obedient. And God's brought some great people to Crossroads, as well as our leadership. Yeah, mm-hmm. those guys are great guys. Yeah, yes. I trust them with my life. Yeah, uh, we... I wouldn't let them ride my Harley, but I'd trust them with my life. <laughs> so you know what <laughs> <That's>... I'm saying. <laughs> There's a funny thing about people with Harleys, especially if it's a new one. Asking somebody to ride their new Harley is like asking them to kiss their wife on the mouth. It's a, it's in the same vein. Or, or uh, you know, almost permission to hunt on the property. Exactly right? right. It's something like that. So. But you know, I I, pre- I do appreciate the leadership here. That uh, they stand with us, and we're all in this thing together. And uh, you know, they're just good guys. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I we can't speak too much as we move forward about Sam yeah, I don't and his message. Saying. But give us a little bit of just in in your in, in knowing how you've led into uh, the other messages that you're going to be speaking about, Esther. Kind of just. What do we look forward to as you kind of continue to talk well, about this? Well, it's it's really dissecting that whole story and getting into it a little more. I just gave an overview. This is mm-hmm. it'll be more right. in depth. Right. And it's like the message on the 15th of March from orphan to queen. Now that's that's a huge jump from orphan <laughs> to not having a family, to being destitute, to not having anything, to be queen. Mm. of a prov- 127 provinces from India and Ethiopia. And all that was at her beck and call, so to speak. Mm. She had servants, and she could have and do whatever she wanted, wear the finest clothes, finest jewelry, on and on and on. Mm. But that, but God put her in that situation, and she had to keep her eyes off material things, as we do as well. We're spoiled in America. I've been to other countries. There's no place like this place. And you go there, and then you come home, and you almost feel guilty about having so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Pastor Alexander in, in uh, Dimitrov, Russia. I took him a couple of ties, and he couldn't grasp why you'd want more than one. He wore the same tie every day, same tie every day. He he didn't understand because that's all he had. Right. He didn't understand. <laughs> well, I had those things, closet full of ties. Yeah. Uh, when I wore them all the time, you know, it's that it's that kind of thing. But I. But you take people out of history. It's like um, the morning of May 10th dawned in London with the news of a German offensive. Holland and Belgium had been invaded and France was soon to be trodden under the rapidly advancing Nazi boot. At 6 o'clock that morning, a message summoned uh, Churchill to the royal palace. There the king, George VI, asked him to mobilize the government against Hitler. He was a form of, he saved England. Mm -hmm. He saved England from evil actually, right. and that's exactly what Esther did. And there's, there's story after story through that, um, through, uh, through history, actually, mm-hmm. that God, how, how he did that. 
in Esther's life, her life grew from uneventful beginnings to unbelievable endings. And I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's like it is with us. When we go back, we all have a story. And, and when God enters, a story changes. Mm-hmm. Our perception changes and then the places that he takes us. You know, even uh, in my own life, looking back and growing up in that small town in uh, Illinois, I never thought that I would go the places and God would have me doing the things uh, that he did. Um, it's, just, it's just an unbelievable story. Not because it's my story, it's just, it, it, it is. Um, I, I, this is, this story gets interesting, and I'm not going to get into it too much, but it gets interesting the fact that Queen Vashti was the queen and God had to get her out of the way. Mm-hmm. So Ahasuerus, Xerxes, throws this big stag party. I guess they call it stag party for men or whatever. A week of drunkenness and carrying on. Well, at the end of that week, he's probably under the influence, so he calls for his wife. He wants to show off his hot smoking wife to all these other drunks. You kind of picture that in your mind. Well, she refuses. She refuses to come, so she's out. So that lifts the space open for the queen. And that's when God, through all of that, ushered Esther into the place where she needed to be. Wow. Well, <laughs> Amazing it, story. Yeah. It really and, is. And, it's, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not all that long. It, no, you know, I, I, that's uh, we why encourage I encourage you to, everybody to read it. To get in and, and to. To dig into the book of uh, Esther and to to look uh, to see how God's handiwork is just so amazing, how He continues to you know, and it's it's likened like as you've mentioned before, the almost like a of a Shakespearean. Uh, yeah, it really it's a it's know, a great drama and, and drama. It's a great drama and um, so it's almost like a if you dare to make that analogy somewhat of a biblical soap soap opera yeah every every time every chapter there's something else yeah you know that happens it kind of brings us in it's in a sense it's a love story i am sure that that the king probably loved esther Hmm. sometimes you you leave that kind of thing out because he was the king and he had a harem and blah 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 but there was something special that god put in his heart as an unbeliever, to draw him to that woman, mm-hmm. to be able to do what she did, mm-hmm. to save her people. Oh, absolutely! To uh, the to the the extent of what uh, it, it was all about. For, but for every God's human kingdom. that has bowed their head and their heart to Christ, God has a similar purpose in mind for them. It not might not be saving a whole race of people, but it might be saving their family or people they work with. We've all got a purpose. I think I think we sell ourselves too short sometimes. It's like in men's group this morning, we, we talked about uh, salvation, and a lot of people will stop there. The next, well, the next thing after you come to Christ, you need to be baptized. That, that's part of the, it's an outward sign of an inward change, but it's all the blood of Christ saves us, but we need to be baptized. It does something for us yeah. in that sense. And then you find out what your gifts are, and then you start using them. And the analogy I always use about, I, like the dock is, is the world and Jesus' kingdom is in a boat and he, he pulls up to your dock and wants you to get in the boat with him. Well, you get in the boat, you accept Christ, but then he wants you to sit and watch the oarsman for a while and then he wants you to take an oar. He wants you to start helping propel the kingdom. You know, that's the way that works. So, yeah. uh, the, the church is, 
is uh, an amazing, uh, wonderful, living and breathing thing. It is the church is not this building. It is us, uh, the people, the children uh, that are that are yeah, being are led the, by God. Yeah. We are the church, and um, you know, as you as you were talking about, what a, mo- a motley crew we are. Sometimes, <laughs> as you look at it, right. As we talk about baptisms and we talk about our continuing walk and and well, understanding it all, uh, it and after, is our after journey. that baptism, sanctification starts. You yeah. start setting yourself apart, right? Letting God so, continue to it's all to weed process. out those things that you know. As as I spoke um, about it, it's that dross that comes to the top, uh, getting it, purifying us, and letting God. And we need each other to, to get do that. Set apart. Absolutely, we you can't do. do it alone. Of course, we have the Holy Spirit, but we need brothers and sisters around us to Absolutely. help shape us. Iron sharpens iron, you know that whole concept. So. Right. Well, it's exciting, and in, in the Book of Esther, it's it's neat how God has led you to this place, and 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 speaking about this, um, we look forward to continuing to hear more about this and how it's relevant to our wow. lives. Because uh, each of us that are listening here today. Um, we are in a season of our life. God is at work in your life. Please remember that He is, ha, He does have His hand upon you yeah. as you trust Him. And uh, well, recognize this that as you surrender, um, some of those transitions and those, those things within your season of, of life, wherever you're at, whatever he, you're up against or going through, or mm-hmm. uh, they are able to be transitioned much easier as God leads, and you count on Him to develop uh, and unfold the story. So yeah, and that's yeah, true. You know, stuff. we talk about iron sharpening iron, how we work on each other. And uh, I mentioned my lovely wife that uh, uh, the best thing she's ever said to me probably is, "You're not as funny as you think you are." So I'm thinking about having that epitaph on my tombstone. <laughs> he's not. He wasn't as funny as he thought he was. I, I'd like that. People come to see that and smile. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, pastors, we've wrapped this up today and look forward to having Sam with us this Sunday. Uh, can you have a word of prayer sure. over uh, this podcast and uh, the people that have heard it? Uh, of course, Sam as well. Father, we love you, and I thank you for your word and how it speaks to us. And how we can take it and apply it to our everyday lives, Lord, and become more and more like you, which is the end result. And uh, till that day that we are free of the bonds of earth and we're in your presence. And uh, I just thank you uh, for what you're continuing to do in this place. I thank you for Steve and uh, his leadership and, and worship and other things that he does around here. I appreciate him and Kurt and Trudy and Tracy. And, uh, and now Chris is on board with us. And I uh, just pray that you uh, be with her as well with the children. And Father, we thank you for Sam coming down to preach Sunday, and I just ask Holy Spirit that uh, as he prepares, that and I know that he will, that uh, his word, uh, your word spoken through him will go out and, and touch lives as well. So we love you, God. We give you praise and glory, and I just pray for all these folks that's listening. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. So when uh, here's the thing. You remember last week that I, I mentioned something about a gal that might be coming in? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go get her now and see if she can't come on in here. So keep them entertained there. Talk to them about the Super Sunday. Uh, oh, yeah, Sunday uh, uh, Sunday night is from 6 to 8. We're having a kind of a cook-off, and different groups are the ladies' group, and I know our, my men's group's going to make different soups, 
and we're going to come in and we're going to vote on them. And it's $5 surcharge, but then you can eat all the soup you want. So, um, And then there's dessert with that as well. And then I think uh, everybody that's making soup is going to decorate their table. So uh, it might be interesting to come because Bill Snodgrass is uh, decorating our table. It's, we might have a real cow in here or something. I don't know. We don't know about him. <laughs> well, Eddie's just uh, speaking of the Super Sunday. And this is uh, Chris Benefield. She just walked in. And Chris is who I wanted to bring in for just a minute or two to welcome you as now a full-time pastor here at Crossroads Community Church as our Family Connections Pastor. So welcome, Chris. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it very much. Well, absolutely. And this isn't the only time you're going to be on the podcast. I will ask the next time a little earlier, but I'm glad that you were right next door and I could just come bring you in. Fantastic. And a lot of times during our broadcast, we harass certain individuals. It's kind of fun for me. So if you have anybody you want to harass, feel free. (laughs) They like it. They think it's funny. Oh, my goodness. Well, it is exciting. And Chris, just tell us a little bit of what you kind of are kind of over overseeing as as we've brought you in now full time well we're looking at um, more programming for ages zero through high school and also just um, working on some resources for families to help them connect not only to god but to other families in the area that might be living the same life that they are so we're just looking forward to what god can do for us it's exciting we're sure happy you're here yeah god's been leading uh, towards this time, such a time as this, and Crossroads history, and uh, we are we're excited about uh, what he's been placing on your heart, on our heart, and it's it's like-minded, it's it's uh, Holy Spirit-led, and and we're excited about the future. Amen. Yeah. Well, thanks for just jumping on into the office, and uh, we're just going to wrap up this time together. It's uh, just really great to have uh, all of our staff on board and. And again, Chris, thanks for being with us. Well, until next time, we're just going to sign off and uh, we'll all say goodbye. 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 Bye. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye.